0: Like you mentioned, like they're a huge part of like Black women's lives. Like my hair braider, a week before my wedding, like she saved my life. You know, <laughs> like, it was like everything I needed that day. Like I was having a meltdown. I had a thigh in my eye. My I didn't get the right hair for my the style I wanted. She was my therapist. She was my mom. She was my auntie. She was my best friend, and and on all of that. And I feel like that's all encapsulated um, in this show. So. It's really exciting to be able to put that um, on a Broadway stage. I never thought I'd get that opportunity. The
1: play is Jaja's African Hair Braiding. It is on Broadway right now. We must support my next guest, Jocelyn Bio on Naked.
2: Are you all about the NBA action? You got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA.
5: may have a lower response to the vaccine side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site fatigue headache muscle and joint pain for full prescribing information please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit prevnar20.com ask
3: your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with prevnar20 even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine (sighs)
6: spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com Put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com, rules and restrictions
7: may apply. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the body app and just follow along day by day.
4: Greatest sports and entertainment connected with me. every champion and carry champions to be a champion a champion and every champion they girl who did got a champion and every champion and every champion Greatest sports and entertainment connected
1: with me. For most black women getting your hair done is pretty much a spiritual experience and I learned this when I was 7 years old that's when I started getting my hair done cuz my mother did not want to do it herself it was thick as the old folks would say But the exposure of putting your hair on someone else's hands, uh, that transformation that we undergo, the patience it takes to sit and get your hair done, especially as a Black woman, um, is unlike anything you can ever really experience. But of course, now you can. There is a play. Uh, It is called Jaja's African Hair Braiding. The playwright is Jocelyn Bio, And she, by far, at least in my opinion, is one of the most young, talented playwrights out there. She captures the experiences of Black women in such a very special way, in such unique settings. And I feel like it is her duty to do so. She's been chosen, set apart for the very first time. Her play is on Broadway. And as you listen to her talk, I really, truly encourage you all, go out and support her. Uh, it will be on Broadway until November nineteenth. It could get extended, but but it is worth a special trip to support her, to give her life, because she is giving voice to Black women, and she's making sure that they are seen and they are heard. Such a beautiful moment and such a lovely conversation. Welcome, Jocelyn Bio, to and Naked.
4: Carry Chappie,
1: Jocelyn, first of all, congratulations on all of your success. I have been reading of a storm. I literally was saying, as uh, this is random, as I was uh, getting ready for work, I was doing, I have a TV show and I was doing hair and makeup, and I was talking to my podcast Booker, and I was like, oh yeah, I want to see that play in the in the glow. She's like, I heard that play was so great, ja jaws. and I was just like, oh, it's word of mouth, like it's so wonderful. That it's just word of mouth and you could just be sitting somewhere and somebody can say, I heard that that was just that wonderful. Um, so let's begin there. This is your first on Broadway play.
6: Uh, yes.
1: How does it feel? Congratulations.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It feels good. It feels good that people are connecting with it. It feels good that people are enjoying it. Um, it's bringing in a whole new crop of audiences to see Broadway shows because for the most part, it's usually like older, whiter, you know, audiences really? and there's not usually a lot of um younger black people who show up. So it's nice that um they feel like there's something for the culture happening on a Broadway stage and they wanna come out and support. So it's good. I feel good.
1: And hey, you think you deserve it? It's been a long time coming. I know people were like, She's an overnight success. You're like, I've been doing this for a minute. Um uh, oh <laughs>
0: You know, you know that that's like the craziest statement in the world. Like we work oh, yeah. so hard doing what we do, and I and I've been grinding for a very, very, very long time. So, um, you know, my best friend always says like it takes a long time for things to happen quickly, and that's, <laughs> I I really feel like that's kind of the vibe with
1: the show right now. Okay, so let's go back from the to the beginning. Um, from my understanding, Jocelyn, you went to school and you, and you got a degree in English as well as theater. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and the reason, uh, I well, not even the reason, I think you told your parents you were going to school for business because you didn't want them to know your real love. Why yeah. is that?
0: <laughs> well, you know, look, I'm first generation Ghanaian. Both my parents are from Ghana and West Africa. And like like most immigrant parents, you know, they want their kids to kind of only go into professions that. Uh, seem like moneymakers out the gate, you know, doctors, lawyer, engineer, the whole vibe. And so, of course, that's what they wanted me to do. Of course, it's what they wanted me to study. Um, and I was just scared. I was just scared to, you know, share that my, my real love was in theater, was in the arts And... um but I knew that I was really passionate about it, and I knew that I was pretty good at it, and so I, I was hopeful that um, when they learned I had changed my mind, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. And honestly, it really wasn't. It really, honestly, wasn't that bad. It was. When did it was, you tell
1: them? Um, just shy of my graduation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, so by the way, when you guys come to see me graduate. Funny thing is. (laughs) Could it be English or
0: theater? Not business. Just FYI. (laughs) Um, But it was fine because I actually had decided to go straight from undergrad to grad school. And I had gotten into Columbia's um, MFA uh, playwriting program. And so I think the like Ivy League of it all kind of smooth things over.
1: Yeah. You're like, you're like, listen, I'm not going to Hollywood to start this. I'm going to go right to school. I'm going to just perfect what I already know. That's perfect. Exactly. Exactly. So um, in, what you have decided to do, and I think it's been done before, but in very different ways is the way in which you, 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 you actually had, I I don't want to bypass this you you are an actor you have been in a play correct? yeah correct you're a working yeah. actor you are a theater actor um, yeah <laughs> so I want to make sure that I'm very clear about that I read that you um that you're very one role as a uh, punk girl on un, unhelpful employee right wasn't that yes. one of the roles yeah yes. and you were like I was making decent money what does decent money make when you don't have a name you just have a uh, a title as your 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 role,
0: you know it's it's a tricky thing, um, you know, doing theater and 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 wanting to have a career and also trying to pay your bills, like a, <laughs> of you know of all of the like entertainment sects that you can work as an actor, film, TV, and theater. You know, theater is the one that is the least. Um, paying and it's it's just different. It's a different model. It's it's usually a lot of non for profit and um, the rate of return is different. And so I I knew that I wanted to really step into my writer a bag, but (laughs) for a way. And I knew that I just had to make a commitment to that. And so that meant that I had to like kind of shift my priorities from acting on stage to writing. Um, what I didn't know was that the writing would then lead to opportunities in film and t v and that's kind of like supplemented a lot of my um income in, in a-
1: <laughs> if you will,
0: yeah, yeah, so um so i I just made a i just made a shift in my priorities, but it didn't mean that it's gone forever. I still act i still yeah, yeah. to get back on stage, but
1: yeah, you'll do it you can you can can't you write yourself in a play?
0: I can. <laughs>
1: I mean, you, uh, you might want to get back cool. to you. Can't
0: you just write a play called Jocelyn? I know. I I don't know why. I'm bugging out. I need to just do that now. It's um,
1: so, yes, it's about me. You, you
0: here first. Breaking news. I'm writing my own show. It's called Jocelyn. And it's breaking news right here on this
1: podcast. <laughs> like I'm hoping to get back to it. I'm like, uh, if that was me with my old ego self, I'd be like, oh, what did I do? She's going to hop on. What did I do? So here's my thing. Well, I, I know all businesses don't pay well, right, especially in theater. I remember when I first started as a, a local journalist, my first job was $12,000 a year. I was living, but I was barely living. Yeah. And so you have this talent that is undeniable. And what I think that you've done in your very, your early plays that, that were off-Broadway, not sure. on-Broadway, Uh, can you tell me the difference? What off-Broadway yeah. means versus on-Broadway?
0: Yes. Okay. So Broadway is a very specific group of commercial theaters that usually um, center around the Times Square area. um, And they are for profit um, theaters. So anybody who's doing a Broadway show, for the most part, is doing a show that is produced by um, a group of producers, and they are in it to make a profit. Whereas off Broadway is usually a nonprofit theater organization who benefit from like donations or sponsors or you know donors things like that, and so their budgets are set every year from essentially people who are generously generous enough to um, fund their programming. So there's differences there I mean each each theater of course commercial or nonprofit. they all want to have a hit show that makes them a lot of money but um commercial is a different vibe and that's what's on Broadway
1: okay so tell me the difference between your early plays like you had the African Mean Girls which it was based what? on um a combination of your experience your mom's experience and um I just believe I don't know the other the, there was another another experience I forgot which what it was, but. I
0: love the yes, idea. Yes, it was, I love it this idea. It was loosely, um, yeah, it was loosely inspired from, um, the real Miss Ghana pageant, uh, in the, uh, early aughts, um, where they, um, the Ghana pageant officials went and found a girl who was American born, biracial, but had a Ghanaian father and brought her to compete in the Miss Ghana pageant, um, because they thought they'd have a better shot at Miss Universe, um, in, uh, candidate who was lighter skinned and it was really quite the scandal in like Ghanaian news media obviously didn't make it across the pond (laughs) Um, but I thought that was a really unique story of how colorism kind of came into play in a beauty competition and not that I follow that I don't follow beauty pageants or anything in a real way but I just I have my own experiences with colorism and kind of my own journey into like Owning my beauty as a dark-skinned black woman, and always wanted to write about it, and so I put, I put all of that into a play that was set in a high school, and you know the the high stakes thing was that a pageant recruiter was coming, and you know comedy and drama ensued. So uh, I I started. That was my first um, play that got produced off Broadway, and that was six years ago now. Um, And
1: you have such a great sense of humor. Oh, you know what I mean. I hope so. I always say this about Black people: we do trauma the best. Like we really can turn our our pain into uh hilarity or comedy, Absolutely. whatever we choose to do. Colorism is a real thing, and it's painful, but it's really yeah. funny to look at who we are as people and how we behave. And if you may, and then if you laugh at it, it's digestible. At least that's how I see it. I mean, yeah, because we're a people who
0: come from a lot of trauma, and like, you know, you can't say that at any given time in, in our existence that we did not find joy in some way. That's the only way we could survive. So I feel like, you know, my 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 baseline as a writer is co- is comedy. Um, I just like that kind of spoonful of sugar mentality when you're um, telling a story in a similar way. Like Ja Ja's, like the heart of it is of course about like Harlem, hair braiding, Black women, hair, the diaspora, and then at the center of it is also immigration and like what it's like to be an immigrant woman in this country and you know what it's like to come here with an American dream and then kind of meet American reality. So all of that is not gonna be easily digestible. Um and so I think wrapping it up in a comedic um space is is really helpful. So um as long as people keep laughing, then I, you know, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Once they stop laughing, I'll be like, cool, cool, cool. Let me put up my pencils.
1: Okay, I'm all, I'm all set. I don't think that'll ever be the case. <laughs> Jaja's jas African Hair braiding is on Broadway until November 5th. I'm sure it may stay long. Actually, Tell me more. The update, are... update, update, update. Breaking news today. We have extended again until November
0: 19th. Um, so we have extended again. The people love it. And so we are going for another two more weeks. So we're going now until November 19th.
1: Congratulations, sis. Just Thank proud you. of you. I love that um all of the settings for your plays take take place within the diaspora and they tell a very interesting story that must be told and acknowledging hair braiders. Like talk about that for a second because there's so much poetry in what they do and who they are <laughs> for us. For us in general. Yeah. Getting your hair braided. The hair, braiding, getting your hair done is a spiritual experience, period, for a person, right. Exactly. And so <laughs> yeah, I feel it, like yeah. just Period. So I love this idea. Tell everybody more about the.
0: Well, um, so Jaja's African Hairbraiding is set in 2019 on a hot summer day, and it's it, it the, the play spans over the course of one day. We start at 9 a.m. and we end at 9 p.m. and we just meet all of the hair braiders at this shop. And the central character, uh, the title character rather, Jaja is getting married, and there's a lot of questions about whether her marriage is really for love or for you know the convenience of papers and so there's a lot of discussion about that and and like I mentioned immigration throughout um the play and I mean what there's and it's a huge cast of characters it's 10 actors on stage nine black women one black man and there's 17 different characters so there's some people who are playing multiple um customers and people and vendors and stuff like that who come into the shop. So I really wanted to spread the wealth of like all of the Black people who come into the shop, mm-hmm. uh, African women who come in who work at the salon, um, uh, customers who come into the shop, every everyone and everything I could think of, I, I I threw into the play, and it was important to me. I wanted to write a like love letter to these Harlem women. They're the heart of Harlem. They're part of the a huge part of the economy of um, mm-hmm. Harlem. And also um, kind of telling their story. So many of us who like either grew up in Harlem or, you know, go there to hang out, whatever the case, you walk by a lot of these shops, you walk by these women sometimes trying to solicit you to braid your hair in the street Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. don't really know about them or their lives. And I think this is like really lifting, you know, the curtain on who they are, their experiences and You know, what their dreams and hopes were. And and I feel like there's never been a story that's centered on them in any way. And um, like you mentioned, like they're a huge part of like black women's lives. Like my hair braider, a week before my wedding, like she saved my life, you know? everything i needed that day like i was having a meltdown i had a thigh in my eye my i didn't get the right hair for my the style i wanted you know i was feeling stressed out about you know family coming in town and all the things and like in those six hours that she did the most beautiful perfect style of braid that i wanted for my wedding day she was my therapist she was my mom she was my auntie she was my best friend um and, and and on all of that. And I feel like that's all encapsulated um in this show. So oh that's it's beautiful. really exciting to be able to put that um on a Broadway <laughs> stage. I never thought I'd get that opportunity, but why um, I think play, well, why would I? You know, those opportunities never come to, you know, black people. I mean, I'm the first black playwright um since nineteen ninety one to premiere a play on Broadway Cold, like without having Without it being done previously anywhere, um, those kind of stats are, you know, very common when it comes to black people and black artists. Um, but leave
1: it to a black woman while she do it, <laughs> Won't we do it.
0: We I do mean, it? we will, we, we will.
1: Because I'm like, why? You know? <laughs> I'm like, why not? <laughs> why not? How does I it mean, feel to be the first since before. 1991? How does it feel?
0: it feels it feels incredible it feels humbling it it feels bittersweet like so many of our those beautiful acknowledgments and wins are um but i'm i'm thrilled about that i'm thrilled to be able to share this story and that people are coming out and ju- it also it just proves that like we, when people say representation matters, I know that's like a, a saying we it has been beaten to death at this point, but like, it's so true. I think the show extending multiple times, extending, um, having different audiences come to see the show just proves that like people are starving to have a good time, starving to see themselves on a, on a Broadway stage. And um, I'm just glad that I'm part of that um, history.
1: Yeah, I think that's amazing. So let's just take a moment and celebrate that. Don't gloss over that. I think that we <laughs> oftentimes do amazing things, and we're like, "What's next?" And we're looking ahead. Have wow. you been able to sit and enjoy this success? Have you been able to understand the accomplishment as you just explained it to me with all the stats? I think I,
0: I think I understand <laughs> it uh,
1: more every time I say
0: it out loud. You know. <laughs> um Mm -hmm. when I just sit and think about it or read about it I don't I don't know that I'm like taking it in but when I say it out loud
1: I'm like wow that's Crazy, you know um, that I'm part of, the, part of, the, part of the. Hey, everybody! Uh, you know what I do? I have to pay these bills, otherwise the podcast does not stay on. So you can fast forward, or you can listen to these great commercials. We'll be right back in just a few minutes.
4: Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, connected
3: with. You.
7: Hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's bod i.com, And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit.
3: I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. Seventy-five percent of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford,
1: Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full
3: person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app.
5: Hey, this is John Ridley.
2: And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists.
1: You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great
6: conversation.
8: Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious.
1: Welcome back to Naked, and here is more from the lovely and extremely impressive Jocelyn Bio. You also had one of your off-Broadway plays premiere in the UK, and you had, you know, Idris Elba as the production one on the on the producing team. Like that yeah. that's just a Check, 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 check. Like, to me, the next probable step after that is like, okay, I'll be on Broadway. You yeah. never thought, like, I'll be on Broadway. That's it. Mean, I, I think I am you know, I'm such a, like, head down and
0: only peek up, you know, uh, mm-hmm. when I need to kind of person. I'm, like, just truly driving with no peripheral. Like, I'm just yeah. like, you know, just like. Go go go! And I, I, I only, and I think you always have those moments where you're like you're working, you're grinding, and all of a sudden you look up and you're like, "Where am I? Oh my god! Like, how did I even get here?" And I know how I got here, but um, that's part of I think you know my mentality. I guess is to just really keep working, really keep um, working through that checklist of like <laughs> think of of, of dreams, bucket list things you want to do, um, and hope that you end up checking them all off so I, I don't know the interesting thing was wild because like it was it so it was my um UK premiere by play schoolgirls I was just talking about mm-hmm. and um I I knew that he had been sent the play um to possibly come on board to produce but I just was like feels far-fetched he seems busy like I don't know <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um and you know next thing I know it was like a week later or something like that I'm I'm sitting on a Zoom with him and he's just like I love it just it's amazing blah 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 and I'm like
1: what is happening you know it was wild. everything that is supposed to happen oh my God I'm so excited for you this <laughs> <laughs> is exciting I mean, this is like a big deal you know what I mean big. you never wait till you yeah. wrap this up if it ever wraps like it may keep getting extended and extended and extended and wait till you see the offers now. Do you have your sights set on anything or we're just back down at the computer writing your own story and starring in it? I mean yes, right. <laughs> there's that. There's my show. my show. <laughs> is not,
0: um, um soon come.
1: But, <laughs> soon come.
0: <laughs> um yeah, of course. I mean, look, now I'm glad that the writer's strike is over. It'd be great to like start focusing on some film and TV things. Um Really widen the audience. Theater is great, but like film and TV, can reach millions, you know. And so that was, that's always going to be a goal of mine is to be able to create a new um, TV show or film um, that the masses can see. So I'm 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 hopeful about that. But I'm I'm glad we found. Some a resolution there with the writer with the writers yeah. strike. Well,
1: you're, I know everyone's like it as as considering someone who has no content to consume except for the play that I am going to go see. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, yeah. I I need some content at the house. There's none on here, so get can you get to these <laughs> streaming services and help them out? Yeah. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to whisper
0: in their and See
1: what's yeah. what. <laughs> um So you have been. You did. Um, you did. Um, the uh, schoolgirls. You did um, another play. What was the second play that you did? Nollywood dreams. Nollywood dreams, which was about based in based in Nigeria, and yes. then and then now we have um, ba- obviously in Harlem on Broadway, Jaja's African Hair Braiding. Yeah. I am really curious um, about the locations that you choose, albeit the- intentional. But where does it come from? Like where does that that creative inspiration come from to, say, this particular setting?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, like, and they all kind of, like, span through the decades. Like, you know, Schoolgirls is set in the 80s, Nollywood Dreams is set in the 90s. I did um, an adaptation of a Shakespeare play uh, called Merry Wives, and that's set in the 2000s, and then John Jaws is now in 2019. So I don't know, I guess I'm moving through all the decades of my life, I guess. Um, maybe that's what when- it is. <laughs> Uh, I, I just want to. I want to spread the love. I want to be able to tell like Black diasporic stories. Um, so if that means that some of them are set in Ghana in a boarding school in the 80s, um, or in Nigeria during um, the heart of like the Nollywood movie industry explosion, uh, or Harlem, where you know I was I was born and raised in Washington Heights, which is the neighborhood just above Harlem. So I. You know, hung out in Harlem all the time. I went to the hair braiding shop, like, since I was, like, five years old. So I'm just interested in, like, touching all of the places that I guess I have touched or, like, I feel a connection to. Um, And also kind of diversifying the conversation of how diaspora is portrayed. I think so often, especially with African stories, certainly with Black American stories, there's, like, a just a through line of just, like, you know, trauma you know, poverty porn when it comes to like a a lot of African stories. And it's a very singular narrative um, with many of our um, stories, which is not always um, untrue. Like many of these stories are true. I just feel like it can't be the only narrative. You know, we can't always be expecting to go see a show or turn on the TV or go to a movie and just be like really bummed out, you know, at the atrocities of the world. We kind of experience that every day just by watching the news, you know, or scrolling through Instagram You kind of get accosted by like, what video am I going to see now? You know, who, who was pulled over and it didn't go well now. Um, and so to be able to add to the conversation of how we're reflected and do that diasporically on the continent in America, um, I feel like that's a really important thing to do. And I feel like I have a purview of that because I grew up as a child of immigrant, African immigrants, but I also grew up in America as a Black woman. Um, I walked through the world as a Black woman. Nobody knows, you know, where where my cultural identity is or anything like that. I, I know what it's like to face the racism that every Black person in America faces. And so I have that twofold perspective, and
1: I think I'm always trying to explore that in all of my writing. Yeah, I think that's beautiful, and the story needs to be told, and more importantly, we need to be heard. And this is just a way in which you're able to actually put voice and power together, which I think is the beauty of of entertainment in so many ways. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for
4: sure. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with. Me
7: I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body. And I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the Body app and just follow along day by day.
8: Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen
6: to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.
8: Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service,
1: congratulations to you i i i love it i love the everything that you're doing i i i would dare ask what is next for you and if and you're like i'm gonna try to do this tv thing but If you close your eyes and you and you said your your biggest dreams out loud, one, would you ever say what it would be? And two and two, what is your biggest dream? (laughs) Um, Okay,
0: Um, yes, I would say my dreams out loud. I'm not um, superstitious about that. I think um, being able to have a canon of work in film, TV and theater that people know as a staple like jocelyn what is a jocelyn Bo play a jocelyn Bo tv show a jocelyn Bo film um having that kind of like canon of work where people just know what it is um and and the comedy and my name feels synonymous like yeah that's definitely that's the goal for sure uh what's next i have no idea look I also just had a baby three and a half months ago. Congratulations.
1: So I think oh my god. So that's I think it's really so
0: wonderful. wonderful. Um, so I'm also so I've been doing this play while also uh, me and my husband have been like managing our little, you know, baby. So I'm also like, what am I gonna what's the legacy I'm creating for my son? You know, what do I want him to see? What do I want him to experience? What a, what I want him to know about this time, you know, when he was a, a small baby, and I was like, yeah, when you were only like mm-hmm. seven weeks old, I was putting up a Broadway show. Um,
1: I uh, want him to think that that's kind of cool. He may not, but no, uh-oh. please. No, I, that, uh, so you know, you know, my mom's a Broadway playwright, right? She also has a, a movie starring herself that she wrote, and so okay. he goes <laughs> say all of that, all of that, <laughs> uh, uh, Jocelyn. I am so excited about your adventure. Um, It is inspirational and it is encouraging. Even to me, who feels very comfortable in my own world, I'm not like, let me get excited about something again. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your future. And more importantly, I'm excited for the work that you give us, the humor that you give the collective, because we need it. It's imperative. And we want women, Black women especially, we need to feel seen and heard. And you're doing that with your work thank, so you. thank you that
0: is high praise coming from you because you are the queen <laughs> of all queens so oh you me. are so
1: sweet I, I noticed that you know I was about to teach you with my Ghana story before but let's I'm gonna tell you when we wrap but you know I've been to Ghana three times I'm fully I when I did my 23 Me, I was mad that I wasn't like 100% Ghanaian <laughs> I think it was I was like okay I'm as long as the West African part is here all right so okay. we're gonna we're gonna wrap this podcast JB thank you so much Jocelyn Beal thank you so much for being on here I you are so kind and oh, it's so man. sweet. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. you. Thanks yeah. for having me. I appreciate, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's really funny um, that she can't take compliments. I, I, I noticed that about most folks. Most folks. Well, that's not true. I noticed that um, with black women that I've interviewed in the past on this show. Giving compliments is such a hard thing uh, for us to receive. I'm speaking, you know, from my past experience and also from what I've witnessed during this podcast. And I don't know what that is. I don't know why we won't allow life to give us the joy and the rewards that we so, so much deserve. And it's probably a little bit of feeling let down all the time, feeling like the world is against you. Maybe maybe it is the constant fight for recognition the constant battle for respect. Hell if I know. But moving forward, I'm going to make sure that I give everyone their flowers and you should do the same, especially our Black women. Thank you all for listening to Naked. We'll be back next week. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears.